Hi friends, thanks for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. My name is Kathy and I'll be your host for today. Once again, I apologize for not being able to put up any podcast. Apparently, uh, we were still having issues and hopefully, praise God, it's a brand new year. I pray that this uh, podcast is able to publish. Uh, 2022 is behind us and we started out fresh with 2023. Make sure to please tithe first. Give what's right to God. God doesn't need your money, but he wants to, for us to be obedient and faithfulness, which is rightfully his. So always give your tithe first. I wanted to share with you what God's been putting on my heart. Um, just recently, I saw someone, um, and I'll be very transparent, someone had posted a post uh, basically saying that a Holy Spirit-filled Christian can have a demon. I wanted to share with you uh, what the Word of God says, a Holy Spirit-filled Christian, one who is um, saved, and one who accepted Jesus Christ into their heart, one who repented of their sins, and one who is fluent in the Holy Ghost or speaking in tongues cannot, I repeat, they cannot, keyword not, N-O-T, have demons. A Christian can be oppressed but not possessed. There is a difference. You may be asking, well, Kathy, what does that mean? I don't understand. Uh, someone who's spiritually possessed by a demon, the demon begins to live inside that body, inside that person that is unclean. Now, you may be asking, well, what do you mean by unclean? Do they not take showers? What do they do? No. Unclean means they're not repentant of their, of their lifestyle. They never accepted Jesus Christ in their into their heart. They haven't asked God for forgiveness of their sins. They're not washed whole by the blood of Jesus Christ. And by that, I mean, when you are a true Christian, because the word Christian, people just throw it around like nothing. Just because someone says they're a Christian doesn't mean that they're not. You got to look at their works, not works, but you got to look at their fruit. You shall know a person by their fruit. By that, that means the way that they act, the way that they talk, the way that they carry themselves. Um, anyone can say that they're a Christian on a Sunday, but then go partying on a Saturday, drinking, getting high. That's not a true Christian. When you're a true Christian of Jesus Christ, you are going to match your lifestyle. In other words, you're saying you're a Christian. You're not going to want to be smoking. You're not going to want to be drinking, getting high, partying, or doing the things of the world. Why? Because you are set apart by Jesus Christ. Now, back to what I mentioned earlier a particular person, I won't say their name, but they specifically uh, stated that they believe that uh, a Holy Ghost spirit-filled Christian can have a demon, and they took it out of context into a scripture that is in the Bible. Basically, in the scripture where it talks about in Luke, where an unclean spirit, when they're filled or possessed by a demon... Remember, my friends, demons belong to the devil. Um, when they are possessed by that demon, if that demon cannot control that person, they cannot um, demonize them, that demon will leave and go get seven of its stronger friends and return back to the house, which is the body, the person's body that they re-entered. And this person particular person that was saying that a Holy Ghost spirit-filled Christian can have a demon, they're taking that scripture out of context. So what do we do when that happens? 
Number one, we pray for that person. We pray. We do not ridicule them, but we pray. And out of love, we ask God to tell us, to give us wisdom, how to go and speak to that person. Perhaps God will say, no, I don't want you to speak to that person. I want you just to pray so that person um, can get wisdom and get the understanding that God's children cannot be mixed with darkness. In other words, there's a saying in scripture that says, salt and darkness, light and darkness cannot mix. Light, when we are light, I'm talking about the children of God, those who have repented of their sins, those who have asked Jesus Christ to forgive them of their sins, asked them into their heart. They got baptized by the Holy Ghost. They're in a Christian, a good Holy Ghost, spirit-filled Christian church. And they're following God's word and his teaching and reading the Bible. They cannot be possessed by a demon. There is a difference, my friend. Let me explain this to you better the best way that I can. God sent his son, which is God, and his son are the same. Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. While those nails were going through his hands and through his feet, through his feet, he was thinking about you and me and everyone else throughout the world, and he paid a price. He paid the ultimate sacrifice with his body and shed with his blood. And he paid that price for us so that we could have eternal salvation. Now, keep in mind, my friends, we don't get eternal salvation through works. This is not about works. It's about God's promise to himself about salvation. Salvation is a free gift. We have to come to God and ask him into our hearts and repent and ask God to forgive us for our sins. And that's how we get free salvation. And then, of course, get baptized in your local church. Start following God's word. Um, start reading the Bible and fellowshipping with other believers. Believers is someone who accepted Jesus Christ into their heart and repented of their sins. Now, someone, anyone can claim to be a Christian. They throw that word out lightly. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. They'll say it on a Sunday. I'm a Christian, but then they'll go party, get drunk and high on a Friday night or Saturday night or spend it at the clubs or live in a sinful lifestyle in fornication where they're having sex outside of marriage. Come on now, I'm preaching. Or they're married and having an affair, but then yet they still claim to be a Christian. No, my friends, God wants us clean, pure, white as snow. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you and for me and everybody throughout the world so that we can have that eternal salvation. So if you ever hear a pastor say, a Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost means a spirit filled, someone who speaks in tongues. If you don't know what that is, I want you to go to Acts chapter two. That's one of the gifts that our Lord Jesus Christ gave to us so that it's a love language between you and our spiritual father, which is Jesus Christ. When you are filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit, you begin to speak in a whole new language, a different language. Other people may not ha understand, but then there's another gift that God gives us, which is called interpretation of tongues. That means someone has a gift to understand what you're saying when you're speaking in tongues. I want you to go to Acts chapter 2 in the Bible and read about that. 
So there's nine different gifts that God can give you. And each person has different gifts. Not everybody has the same gift. Or they can, but not uh, all... Um, let me try to better explain this. Um, someone can have the gift of teaching. Another person can have the gift of healing. Or they can lay hands on someone and that person can get healed. Now that person isn't the miracle worker. It's Jesus Christ working through that person to heal the person that's sick. So let me rephrase that so you don't get any confusion or misunderstanding. Remember, God is not the author of confusion. That's the devil. So when this person, particular person was saying, well, a Holy Spirit filled person can have a demon. No, they can't. They were taking the text out of context in Luke where it says that an unclean person or body had an unclean spirit. An unclean spirit means demon. So basically they're saying there was someone that was possessed by a demon and the demon was living inside that person's body and the demon could no longer control that person's thoughts, their mind, their emotions, their being, their responses, their reaction. So then that demon leaves from that body, that unclean person. He goes gets seven of his stronger demon friends they come back to possess that person's body. Now, instead of one demon living in that person, now they're seven stronger. So that's where that person got that scripture out of text. A Holy Ghost spirit filled one who speaks in tongues, one who has repented of their sins, one who is following God and reading God's word and ask God into their heart. They cannot be filled by a demon they cannot be possessed by a demon now they can be oppressed there's a difference you may be asking well kathy they cannot be possessed physically by their body but they can be oppressed what does that mean in other words they can be discouraged they can have doubt they can have fear oppressed means they're oppressed by the devil they're they're not held captive but they're kind of like detoured, like roadblocks, stumbling blocks, in other words, where they get down, they feel defeated, they feel discouraged, they feel like nothing's good going to go into their life, that set of negativity on them. So I want to rephrase that. So what do we do in that instance where you hear someone say that a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled person can have a demon? Number one, automatically pray for that person because they're being led astray. And now if they're on the pulpit, if they're out there preaching, if they're out there teaching classes, or if they're in a woman's group or a men's group, pray for that person because they're not having true wisdom there of the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, pray for them that they don't lead their flock, they're following the people that are, look up to them, the people that follow them, the people that have been reading uh, or hearing their messages that they don't get led astray. Now, we all fall short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. The Bible says that not one is perfect. But the, you know who is perfect? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, we're not going to be perfect until you die and you meet face to face with God. And he tells you these exact words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he opens up the gates of heaven and you walk on those streets of gold in heaven with Jesus Christ. That's the day you will be 
in glorification. Let me say that again. Glorification, because you're going to be in God's glory and you're going to be made whole and perfect. Now, when we're living on the earth, you can be a Christian. You can be Holy Ghost Spirit filled. You still can make mistakes. You still can sin. That's not saying that it's okay to sin. And by sinning, I mean you wake up one morning and you get a discouraging thought. That's a sin. You wake up one morning and you feel like nothing's going to go right your way and you have doubt. Well, I don't know if God's going to come through for me. That's a doubt. That's considered a sin. Doubt is considered a sin. And that's what I mean by that. So we need to really be, the Bible says that uh, people perish, people die for lack of knowledge. So we need to start reading the word and getting deeply rooted into the word where the rhema word, rhema means it comes alive to us, will pop out on you through the Bible or through preaching or through teaching, through a prophetic word, a true prophet of God. And those are things that we need to look at as well. I know there's a lot of teaching where people think that true prophets don't exist today. But my friends, in Ephesians 4, let's read Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4 that says that when Jesus Christ ascended, ascended means on high, he ascended into heaven, he left gifts for the church. That's called the fivefold ministry. He left gifts of teaching, of preaching, and of the Holy Spirit, and of prophets. Now, there's going to be people out there that claim to be a prophet. A prophet is someone who hears a word or has a knowledge of a word from God, and that person relays a message to an individual or to a church setting. There is a difference. A prophet of God, a true prophet of God, their words will always come to pass. If that person's words do not come to pass, they are not a true prophet of God. There is a difference. A true prophet of God is not a psychic. They are not a fortune teller. They are not operating in psychic abilities. Keep in mind, my friends, that psychic abilities, medium, fortune tellers, uh, however you want to call it, tarot readers, those all have to do with the demonic world. That has to do with the devil, okay? Bottom line, I can't stress that enough. So back to the person that was preaching, saying that a Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled person can have a demon. Let me... Uh, stress that out there enough that is not correct light of God and darkness from the devil cannot mix and dwell in the same body now there's going to be people that disagree and that's okay we're here to agree to disagree that's okay they may have a different opinion but I'm preaching God's word I'm preaching the truth and we're going to get into a deep revelation the deep rhema word the word that comes alive into your heart of what God's biblical, true gospel is teaching, okay? Because when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, God washes us whole by his blood. He puts his seal, his word upon our head, his seal, his mark. We have his DNA. The Bible says that we are, we come into adoption of his we are in his lineage in his family we are filled with the holy spirit in acts chapter 2 come on now i'm preaching so when someone says that hey kathy uh, 
a Holy Ghost spirit-filled Christian can have a demon? No. Number one, you're preaching false doctrine. That is not correct. Number two, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot have a demon because God will not dwell in a person of the Holy Spirit and then dwell with the devil at the same time. There is no way possible. God is a man that does not lie. He is all-knowing, omnipresent, which means he knows everything all at once. He hears everything all at once. And he won't do that. God's a God that cannot lie. God is not going to come back on you and say, okay, you profess to be a Christian. You accepted me into your heart. I adopted you into my family. You received the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. You're speaking in tongues. Now all of a sudden you committed a sin and you doubted me for one day. So I'm going to take the Holy Spirit away from you. I'm going to take that adoption away from you. I'm going to take that salvation away from you. And now I'm going to allow you to be filled with a demon. No, God does not work that way, my friends. God is not an Indian giver. He does not give you something that's his and then takes it away. Now, there's a verse in the Bible that says, yes, he's that God that gives and takes away. But as far as I'm speaking, he's not going to give you salvation and then take that salvation away. If you lose your salvation, that's because, number one, you were never his to begin with. Come on now. I'm preaching. I need to get an amen out there. I'm going to say it again. Some doctrines out there are preaching that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit and still have demons and be possessed by demons. That is false doctrine. Please, my friends, if you're listening to that, get away from that church or get away from that teaching. That is false doctrine. Now, for those that claim to be Christian, you can go to church all day long, Monday through Friday, and say that you're a Christian all day long. But if your lifestyle doesn't match up to your actions or vice versa, then you're not. Number one, you're not. You can't go party with your friends, get high, get drunk, live with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and then be going to church and saying you're a Christian. God's not a hypocrite. He's not going to work like that. God doesn't do things like that. God is holy, he's just, and he's real, and he's looking for the true followers of Jesus Christ. Those who are going to go in it all for him. You give God your best, your 100%. He doesn't want those lukewarm Christians. God says specifically in his word that if you're a lukewarm Christian, he's going to vomit you out. He's going to spit you out of his mouth. What are lukewarm Christians? People who are straddling the fence. You got left, your left foot into the world. You're still partying. You're still drinking. You're still doing drugs. You're still cursing. You're still smoking. Come on now, I'm preaching. You're still living in sin to a person that you're not married to. Come on now. I know a lot of people are going to be turning off this podcast, but you got to hear it. And then on the right foot, you're out there going to church, lifting up your hands up in the air, worshiping the Lord, singing hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God doesn't want lukewarm Christians, my friends. 2023 is a new year. 2022, whatever happened to you in 2022, let go of those things that lie behind, press on towards the mark, the goal, the prize. 2023, 2023 is going to be a year of positivity. A year where you're going to speak life on your family. You're going to speak life on your marriage. You're going to speak life on your friends. You're going to speak life into your household. 
2023 is going to be a year where you're going to get in the word of God. You're going to get the Bible. You're going to read God's word. You're going to go to church. Please, my friends, if you go to a church that is preaching anything contrary to the Bible, get out of that church. That's not a true church. That's a false doctrine. If they're telling you that you can live in a homosexual lifestyle and still be saved, you need to get out. If they're telling you that you can be a fornicator, fornicator is when you're living with someone and you're not married, you need to get out of that church. If they're telling you that you can, you're, if you're filled with Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, but you can have demons and demons can possess you, you need to get out of that church or get out of that following. Come on, I need to get an amen. So my friends, we need to be very careful as to number one, who we listen to. We need to start listening to God. And I'm not talking about any God. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. There's a lot of pastors out there that are tickling the ears of the congregation because they want to get that money. They want to be people pleasers instead of God pleasers. And we need to be God pleasers right now because the only opinion that's going to count when you die is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's going to ask you, what did you do for him? He's going to ask you that. What did you do for me? What did you do for my kingdom? Now, we're living in a world, I'm sorry to say, my friends, we're living in a world that's dark, that's gray, that that they think that everything evil is good and what's good is evil. Come on now, I'm preaching. And we need to get out of that. So we need to start being right with God. How do we get right with God? Number one, you ask God into your heart. Number two, you ask him to forgive you of your sins. You find a good Bible-believing church that's Holy Ghost Spirit-filled that preaches a true gospel of Jesus Christ. How do you tell if they're preaching the true gospel? If they're talking more about what Jesus Christ is saying instead of about what they're doing, that's a true gospel. If they are preaching more about God's word and what he has done and how to get saved, how to repent and ask for forgiveness of your sins and to follow him, And to accept Jesus Christ into your heart and get baptized, that's a true Bible-believing church. But if they preach anything going contrary against God's word, you need to get out of there. You need to run out of there. I'm not afraid to say it. I am not afraid to say it. Thank you for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. I pray that you guys have a blessed year. I'm going to be praying for each and every one of you. I apologize once again about not being able to upload any podcast. I'm still trying to work through the publishing issues uh but we'll get back to that praise god if you're listening to this praise god you're alive you made it to 2023 there's are people that are out there that that were living in 2022 that didn't get to take a next breath in 2023 so thank the lord for that if you never accepted jesus christ into your heart and you want to accept him today just repeat after me heavenly father i'm a sinner And I repent of my sins today. I open wide the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. I turn my back on the devil. I turn my back on the demon forces and I accept you into my heart. I believe that you died and three days later you rose again. I believe your word says in John 3, 16, that whoever believes in you shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's Book of Life, which is a big book in heaven that tells us, and you've written our name in the Lamb's Book of Life. So if they were to die in a tragic car accident, they're going to hear those words from you. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the kingdom of heaven, and they will live in eternity with you. 
forever and ever. But if you never repented of your sins, you never asked God to forgive you of your sins, and you didn't ask him into your heart, when you die, you're going to hear, depart from me, you wicked sinner, I never knew you. And you will spend eternity in the lake of hell and fire and spend it with the devil and demon forces. And that's a tragic thing, my friends. So we need to make our decision count. We need to make the best decision. And how do you make that decision when you're alive on earth? There are people today that are in hell that wish they would have one more opportunity to accept Jesus Christ into their heart. But guess what, my friends? For them, it's too late. They waited too long. It's too late. So many people ask me, Kathy, why does God send you? Why does God send people to hell? No, my friends, God does not send us to hell. You send yourselves when you reject Jesus Christ's word, when you reject his teaching, when you don't want to read the Bible, when you don't want to accept him into your heart or accept him into your life and repent of your sins. God is a good God. He's a loving God, but he's also a, a just God. And he wants the best for you. He wants the best for me. So thank you again for listening to God Has a Plan for Your Life. Once again, my name is Kathy. Be blessed. Share this podcast with others. And 2023 is going to be a a good year. Think positive. Speak life. Forget 2022. And let's press on towards the mark, the goal, the prize. And the prize is uh, one day seeing Jesus Christ face to face and eternal salvation. God bless. Bye-bye.